everybody, it's me, Ahara. And me, Halima. And you are listening to Let's Talk Bantus. And today here, we have Abdi, who's going to be um, talking to us a little bit about his past, his history, and how he is able to be a CEO today of his own nonprofit organization. Um, Abdi, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Abdul Gundi. Uh, I'm the CEO of uh, Young Born Leaders, uh, YBL, um, and also Youth Leadership Coordinator uh, for Arise. Um, so yeah, just glad to be here. Uh, thank you guys for inviting me to Let's Talk Bantus. You are welcome. So we're going to go ahead and ask, start with the very first um, question, and that's just basically like, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Uh, uh, for all those listening, I'm pretty sure everybody knows. Um, but you know, you know, the Somali Bantu uh, were settled here around 2004. I'm imagining that's when everybody else kind of came. Um, and of course, I was born um, in the Kakuma refugee camps. Where it kind of began, um, to be honest, 2004. Um, even though I was born in the Kakuma refugee camps, um, you know, like most of the people um, who are around my age, you know, I'm 24. It was only there for like a couple of years um, until the Somali Bantus got P2 status, you know, to come over to the United States. Um, Pittsburgh was the first location um, for me and my family um, kind of coming here. And of course, you know, never had no formal education before. Um, we had like Saturday, Sunday school, you know, tied back at home. But, you know, it's nothing that you could really remember to kind of bring to America. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so coming into Pittsburgh, you know, it was my first time, you know, you know, looking at Ameri- American education, uh, the American environment, you know, the people, um, you know, everything was a first time experience, um, as you could kind of imagine, uh, going from somewhere, you know, Kakuma literally means nowhere in Swahili, and, you know, coming to a city of lights, you know, it could be a transformative experience, I think, for anybody um, kind of coming here. So uh, Pittsburgh, you know, you know, was kind of like, you know, my second home. Um, me and my family moved to, well, my family and I moved to Nebraska for a couple of years, uh, but I came back here to Pittsburgh around 2010, mm-hmm. um, you know, starting middle school and then just stayed here until high school. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to talk about like the other stuff. I didn't want to kind of go, uh, in too deep. Um, no, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just, <laughs> you know, short summary, you know, uh, when the school, um, I graduated last year uh, in December, um, so it really hasn't been that long, to be honest, uh, with a bachelor. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, with a bachelor in history uh, and a minor in communication arts. Um, and then after that, um, I kind of got, you know, uh, my first full-time job because uh, I was in school for like four and a half years. Um, so got my first full-time job February, kind of working um, I used to kind of work as a counselor in, uh, but, you know, when college started, um, I started my youth program, like my freshman year, um, YBL, um, but yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of get to that, to the specifics and everything else, um, but, you know, after a nonprofit, I wanted to kind of gain some experience, like, you know, actually, you know, working, you know, at a place, you know, that's fully established, you know, that has been there for a lot of years, you know, kind of working with youth, especially migrant and refugee youth. Um, so, you know, through connections, um, I was able to kind of land an internship, um, this program called Open Field. And, uh, with that, um, they connected me to someone else, uh, because there was two places I want to work at. Um, you know, but since they both knew each other, I was kind of able to kind of split, 
um, split the internships where some days I'll go to this program. Um, and they, one program kind of focused on soccer in the community with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other program was just, you know, more so for summer camp, you know, working with my refugee youth. Um, but, you know, being able to kind of do both, um, you know, kind of really, you know, help me, you know, get acclimated and, you know, kind of take it back into my own work mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of develop my skills and further my skills to kind of get to where I am right now. Um, and of course, I could talk about specifics uh, whenever that kind of comes around. Um, but, you know, after that, you know, you know, graduating and um, I saw there was an opening um, for a position that kind of resonated with me, uh, youth leadership coordinator. And it was, you know, the same work I was doing with YBL. So I thought it was a good time for me to kind of work on my own dream um, and be able to kind of, you know, continue to do the things that I love to do since, you know, most of us don't really get the opportunity or kind of, you know, it almost seems like a dream, you know, to kind of work. and you know, Fatherhood work and, you know, chasing your own dreams. Um, with me, it's like I had to kind of, you know, as much as I'm involved with my community, kind of had to separate myself, you know, away from that. Um, cause I think in our community, when we think about community leaders, there's this idea is supposed to be the person that's supposed to be driving you wherever you go, taking you to Erie, taking you to Ohio, um, or, you know, being there for your every need. Um, <laughs> and, uh. I think when it comes to that, it was just like, like, yo, I, I need to be, you know, selfish. And, you know, it's a hard thing to kind of do, um, you know, here, especially in our community, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, to kind of balance it, it's just more so, you know, scheduling, time management. Um, but those are all things that I kind of learned, learned at school. Um, and, you know, I just try to apply it to my real life. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you love to do something, like, you know, you may get tired or, you know, struggle comes along the way, but you always, you always have, you know, you always find time to kind of do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with fatherhood, you know, I did, you know, take a step back um, in terms of like youth programming um, and everything else. Like, you know, during the summers, I kind of used to hold tournaments um, and I did like host tournaments up until my, my daughter was born. <laughs> And then um, after that, it was just like, you know, me taking a step back and focusing on myself. You know, mm-hmm. um, I didn't reach out to any people. You know what I'm saying? I didn't try to start no new projects. Um, I tried to, you know, not tried, but, you know, redefine my purpose. Um, you know, understand, you know, the place where I'm in right now isn't the same as before. Yeah. I don't have that much time as I did before. Um, I have to stop hanging around you know, with certain people um, because, you know, it's just kind of wasting time. Um, and once you kind of start to realize how much, you know, hours you kind of have within the day, that's when you kind of, you know, switch things around. Um, like I said, like a normal day, for me, I think the last thing um, that I want to say about that is, you know, learn how to tell people no. Um, because I, I think a lot of things, you know, we're doing, it doesn't really, you know, benefit us or really, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, help us in any type of way. And like, and I tell everybody, like, always try to, especially for like kids, you know, in our culture, like always try to seem busy because if they see you that you got free time, you know what I'm saying? They're going to make, you know, they're going to take your time, you know, <laughs> and take advantage of it and, you know, give you something to do. Right. Uh, whether you're driving to farms or, you know, on the weekends, whether you're doing this and this and that, um, you know, you got to be selfish in order to elevate at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
and you know be able to kind of learn how to make sacrifices like um and a lot of you know come a lot of it comes from you know parental fear you know nobody wants to upset their parents nobody wants to mm-hmm. you know make them feel bad you know kind of tell them no because we feel like we owe so much to them for bringing us here and you know going through war you know escaping rape death you know torture you know a lot of it that you know we weren't able to kind of be there for so there's always some type of you know sympathy empathy to kind of you know be more understanding to them mm-hmm. um, you know but at the same time you know they sacrificed you know they know what they were getting into um not to say like in, in that bad way but you know they took the risk to kind of get here give you a better opportunity um you know you may not do things the right way you may not um make them happy but at the end of the day you know they're eventually um you know gonna gonna pass and then you're gonna be here um and you have to find a way to kind of you know navigate life um, and if you're just kind of focused on your parents teachings a hundred percent and never realized how to live your own life how to navigate stuff on your own um you know you always feel like you always be lost Sure. That's some good advice. Thank you for that. Um, what advice is like, you know, you never know until you try. You know what I'm saying? You never know until you try, and you always have to work twice as hard. Um, you know, when I tell people like, you know, I'm not even, you know, where I want to be at yet. You know, in terms of whether it's lifestyle, whether it's career or, you know, kind of family-wise. But, um, you know, at, at the same day, you know, you make those small small adjustments. You know, you commit small time just to kind of chase your dreams and don't feel, a, feel afraid to kind of chase your dreams. Like, I failed a lot of times, you know. Even with the senior project, there were times where, you know, I missed some deadlines um, and stuff like that, and I kind of learned from that. Um, even with the youth program, you know, not everything not everything worked out. You know what I'm saying? At a certain point in time, you know, I only had three, four kids. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, connecting them, you know, talking through Messenger, you know. I didn't really have everything all done there. But, you know, I was making the small steps, you know, I was making those small contributions kind of get to where I'm at. Um, and when it comes to my generation, um, I'll say, you know, you know, don't forget your history. Don't forget your culture. You know, no matter how hard, you know, the parents make it um, easy to forget or how America makes it easy to forget. Um, because, you know, when you lose your identity, you know, you know, when you lose your culture, when you lose your history, you know, um, you feel no purpose and you don't know who you are. And, you know, my fear is that, you know, through generations that the Somali Bantu identity, you know, will be confused and lost. Um, but hopefully, you know, through understanding history, um, you know, kind of being there for the youth, you know, youth leading the youth, um, I think we can kind of save our community. So, you know, any youth that's out there, you know, you know, make those small differences. If you want to become an artist, do that. If you want to play football, do that. You know, life isn't, you know, just about soccer um, and music, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you want to become a historian, do that. You know, a news reporter, you know, we want to see Bantu people everywhere. I want to see Bantu people everywhere. Um, so, yeah. Oh my God, I think it's... I that because, like, um, I started... Um, with YBL, I know uh, in the beginning, like it started with like, you know, post-secondary support, um, you know, trying to, you know, get kids, you know, acclimated because of the college. Um, but last year, you know, when I graduated, um, you know, with COVID happening in that community, they cut off the gym. 
Um, like they closed it off, like while everybody, everybody else's gym was still open just because, you know, COVID concerns, but it's, it's been like two or three years. Um, it still hasn't opened, you know, to this day. Um, last year, there was like a lot of deaths in the community just in terms of like, you know, not somebody gone too, but, you know, you know I just kind of, you know, we live in a shared community. So like, you know, I've seen these kids grow up, you know, or you know, just see them walking across the street, whether if I know them or not, and not to see them the next day, you know, that's kind of like, yo, that's crazy. And, you know, these are kids and, you know, I see kids just running around the community, nothing to do, no programming going around. And I used to do tournaments each year just in the summer. Um, but, you know, I wanted to create something more consistent um, that could really help the youth. So, um, and me, I always love basketball, always love to play basketball, but um, life just kind of portrayed things in a way that I had to play soccer or like, you know, there were just more resources to make it easier to play to play soccer. You know what I'm saying? Somebody asked, if you need a soccer shoe, they have soccer shoes. Your brothers play soccer, cousins play soccer, you need a ride, da da da. Everything is there. Soccer will always be easy. Um, but I always wanted to play basketball, but you know, I never had the cultural understanding, you know, to join a basketball team in terms of like I knew my parents were gonna pay for shoes, all that, you know what I'm saying? That was just a different area. Um and you know, but I always love to play basketball. Uh so you know, having that in mind, and like I know there's some youth that kind of experiencing the same thing. Um, I was always scared to kind of try out for a team. I uh, never had the you know opportunity to kind of learn actually how to actually play. I just kind of played when I played. Um, so I started uh, a basketball league. Um, um, and you know, it was like a summer league, so it's around like 56 games um, with eight teams uh, playing every Friday. Like you no, know, four teams, four teams playing every Friday. I mean, not four teams, 18 playing on Friday um, and about 56 games. Uh, we started from March and went all the way to around August. Um, and, you know, with that, it was like, you know, you know, the first, you know, refugee based, you know, basketball program, you know, in Pittsburgh, because like there's a lot of soccer programs. Um, but I wanted to kind of create a space, you know, for those, you know, young refugee immigrant kids, you know, that may not have the finances, you know, that don't have the skills that are always there, but you know, want to kind of use a stepping stone to kind of get comfortable playing basketball um, and actually being in a gym, you know, um, you know, um, I reached out to one of my friends that I went to high school with. He, owned, he owns like a small, small ice cream shop. It's black owned. It's the only black owned ice cream shop in Pittsburgh. Um, it's one of the sponsors. So shout out to Happy Day. Um, and, you know, he, you know, became one of my sponsors. Like, hey, I just asked him, like, hey, I'm trying to create this basketball league. You know, this is what I need help with. Uh, boom, right right then and there. Um, also went to another business and, you know, just, you know, just showed them, you know, what I needed, you know, who I'm trying to inspire, who I'm trying to help. And then boom, right there. And, you know, that was the first time where I've ever reached them, like had a budget, you know, probably like my biggest budget to kind of, you know, run a summer, uh, like a summer basketball program. And, you know, I think it was very successful. I try to be real intentional. Like I, you know, got the jerseys, like each team had their own jerseys. Um, you know, we were inside, um, the facility was nice, um, you know, try to make it a little bit more organized. Um, and yeah, so like, you know, it was a wonderful experience. So just looking forward to kind of do that next year. So yeah, like I'm a historian, you know, run basketball leagues, you know, mentorship, work, nonprofit work. Yeah. So one last thing is never be one dimensional, you know, yeah. try everything, you know, try everything. Yes. dot league. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, for me, YBL.CEO. So, yeah. Um.
Mm-hmm. And we just follow his main page. He got all of that in his bio. And we're going to yeah. link it in the um, the episode as well. So you guys are able to just see that as well. Yeah, definitely much appreciated. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, no, I just want to say, um, I'm snap, I almost lost my voice. Uh, just thank you, um, you know, for this opportunity to platform, um, you know, keep doing what y'all doing. Um, I think this is a cool podcast, um, you know, just because there's not really too many platforms for us to speak. Um, and even, you know, because parents don't listen, you know, no parent would ever come and just like, like, hey, I want to hear the work that you're doing, everything that you're mm-hmm. doing. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of good that, you know, you guys recognize that, um, and, you know, kind of, you know, share, you know, a space where, you know, where we feel like, you know, we could talk about the work, you know, that we're doing, kind of feel proud and, you know, have other people listen. Um, and not feeling like we're doing everything on our own and it helps me connect with, you know, other people, especially, you know, Somali Bantu people, you know, there, I don't, you know, there hasn't been really a network I can really tap into, but, you know, this could be a start for sure. Definitely. And if y'all, if you ever need some network, you can just hit me up. I'm the global networking system custody. I know everybody that do everything that do. Uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I've been trying to tap in. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, I could take Bobby out to other cities. So yeah. Yeah, you need to um, you need to talk. We live to Washington. We got like seven colleges out here. Yeah. <laughs> also need to network with um SBBA, the Somali Bank. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they reached out to me. Um, you know, they just had their league. Um, and, and uh, you know, kind of like starting a winter, like I think this of November. Um, yeah, but well, we do follow each other. Um, you know, I kind of reached out to them like at the end of the summer, after the uh, after the, uh, tournament. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so you know, inshallah, you know, in the future, you know, ho- hoping to you know connect and you know make this more global. Mm-hmm. And then y'all can have like a really big tournament game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I like the way they set it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But facts. I'll take all I'll take all the ideas, you know what I'm saying? I you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well thank you for joining yeah. and talking to us today and giving us an hour of your time. Because you know time is valuable. Yeah. I don't know if I said my age, but yeah, uh, 24. Yeah, facts. I think that's the last thing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't say your age, but mashallah, yeah, yeah. you're so young and you've accomplished a lot. So I hope you're proud of yourself. And yeah. I hope you continue to do more. And prosper. May Allah just bless you and I mean, all your endeavors. I mean, I mean, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice one, guys. You too. Bye-bye. You too.